Welcome to the PDR Workshop Podcast, where we provide information about the paintless dent removal process, anywhere from the best business practices, tech tips, and even tool recommendations. Don't forget, you can always join us and engage with the community during our live show every Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Well, welcome everybody to the PDR Workshop live show. Part two, where we are going to talk and discuss about learning how to set up a hailstorm. This is not my first rodeo, but it's like my third or fourth rodeo, so I'm relatively new. And uh, we're just going to bring you along, share like our part two of what, you know, our experiences have been. Um, you know, have some fun. Yeah, it's been a long couple of weeks. Yeah, I think it's like a double whammy with the storm. I think we said that in part one. I want to thank our sponsors Mobile Tech RX, Dentcraft Tools, and Blim Tools. So please go ahead and support those guys. Link will be in the description below, as always. So, quickly, uh, we're doing a giveaway. We're going to try to do these monthly now. But for right now, we're going to start July off right, even though we're halfway through July. Yeah. It's been a busy, busy month for us. But I've been using this Shorebonder gun... Uh, for the last three weeks, and so far, you know, stole my heart a little bit. So price is right, and I just decided to give you guys one or give some lucky person one. There's a few things you have to do to enter. Uh, link will also be in the description below. So if you're interested in that, please feel free to uh, join us in this giveaway. It's going to no be problem. fun. The yeah. last one went great. Oh, yeah, like uh, 900 or 1,000. Yeah, that one was fun, so. Yeah, perfect, cool. Where do they go for that? They will, it's it's in the description. It's okay. below. You just pretty much, uh, I just think it said, you know, click here for giveaway yeah, or something like that. multiple entries, right? Yeah, multiple entries. Nice. Yeah, I think, uh, I think you got to subscribe to our podcast and then newsletter. And then actually I have a little fun one. It's uh, just, you know, share a picture of your uh, glue pulling setup. Nice. So just something quick, and yeah. whoever wins, I can share their nice little setup and where this uh, this new gun will go to. So I thought that was pretty cool. Cool. It'll be fun. Yeah, and they can sign up with, like, Instagram or any of those social media logins. So, All right, Dave. So part two, the dealership. Man, we, uh, we anybody don't know, we nailed our first dealership and negotiated. It's been a long time coming. Um, and I, I definitely wanted to get one of those underneath the belt, but, uh, yeah, this is our, I've worked with another PDR guy helping him manage, uh, one of the dealerships, um, smaller dealership probably only had about, I think we did about 78 cars two years ago. And I was, I'm itching to just do my own thing, you know, like always, you know, type A. <laughs> so we got the opportunity, our, uh, one of our dealerships that we service, Got hit with hail. And we just want to go over the things that we did. This is the part two version of it. We did some of the retail in part one. Yeah, so <laughs> just a real quick, uh, if you guys missed out on the last show, um, we had two storms kind of back to back. Yeah. So <laughs> the first one, uh, it was pretty quick. Um, we had a lead from another tech in the area uh, who wasn't able to service like a body shop or two. And so we had to facilitate that whole thing. Uh, well, at the the tail end of that, uh, another storm came through the area, damaged 
a whole nother section <laughs> of uh, the location we live. So we now had to uh, go from one area where all of our resources were and then now manage a whole nother area with multiple accounts, uh, including a major uh, dealership that got hit with hail damage. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we're going to be kind of just talking about how we um, made that transition. And then on top of how did we start the process of negotiating with a large dealership on uh, yeah. a hail claim yeah. on all their cars? Yeah. Cause so right. I, I, I actually <laughs> just kind of want to get into it. So a storm came in. I know you went the day before, correct? How did this uh, the start? Day, yeah, the day after. Yeah, or the day, the day after. after. And to the, see if they had damage. And it was a Sunday morning? That was, yeah, that was a Sunday morning storm. Came in around Friday, I mean, I'm sorry, Saturday around 5, 6 o'clock. It was still light outside. I was doing, you know, um, some family stuff, and I just really couldn't get out there. It's about an hour away from my house, 45 minutes-ish. And so I said, all right, I'm going to wake up bright and early. I'm, I'm an early riser, 5 o'clock. So um, I'm going to wait up bright and early, grab some coffee on the way up there, and, and, and uh, take you, a look at the You went lot. straight to the account that? Uh, we service that may have gotten hit with hail. Yeah. So yeah. we go. So you went. You checked it out. All the cars. All the majority, cars. Got hit, all the yeah. all the cars. Majority of the cars had damage on it. Yep. So now you have to prep for the dealership coming in Monday morning, and noticing and understanding that they have hail on all their cars. Yeah. Uh, and someone needs to fix it. Yeah. So I was starting to plan the strategy. That I, I'm, you know, obviously <laughs> I reached out to you, and kind of gave you my initial thoughts of how we were going to try to handle this. Um, and the first thing I said is we need to be here Monday morning, um, ready to go just to ensure them that, you know, we can facilitate all of these cars getting repaired in a timely manner and just to reinsure them. Um, you know, it's all about trust. I believe yeah. with, with dealerships like that, uh, they trust us to handle the cars. Um, so, so Monday morning hits, yeah, Monday and you're prepared, is, right? Yeah, you've I'm already, ready to go. You've already calculated uh, about uh, an average. Uh, pretty much, you noticed all the cars have damage. Yes. So now you're just trying to calculate how much damage it is per car, because uh, you understand the process of what's about to happen, which is the dealership itself is going to have to make a claim. Yeah. Right. They're going to the have to decide. Yeah. Or they're going to have to decide what they want to do. What they want to do. They want to make a claim. They want to pay out of pocket. Are they just doing the hood? Some dealerships are a little weird. So, um, but so now you went in Monday morning. Do they know that their cars have damage, or were you kind of one of the first ones, if not the first one, to kind of <laughs> yeah. get this going? So we have a this dealership. We have a strong relationship. If any one of the dealerships got hit, that was probably the you know the best one because you know I bought a few trucks from them and stuff like that. So they actually reached out to me. Uh, I believe at like eight thirty, I was on my way. I knew they opened up at nine, so I was kind of in the area. I was about 10, 15 minutes away. And they say, hey, you know, our, our, our lot got hit. And I say, yes, sir. Um, I was there on Sunday just looking over it. I'll be there in about 15 minutes. And we'll, we can go ahead and walk the lot together and see what's been damaged. Kind of acting like I did, didn't really know. Um, and so when I got there, um, you know, we walked a lot, like 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 I said. And, and, and this is you and the general manager? Me and the general manager. We walked a lot. I said, what do you, what do you want to do here? He said, we're going to just start a claim, get the insurance company involved. It, you know, keep in mind, this is the, up to, up until that point, I've never done that before. It was all like, just kind of going with the flow yeah. <laughs> for the most part. But you know, initially, well not initially, but throughout the entire process, I'm just reassuring, reassuring them that it's, it's not a big deal. So I mean, when you just mean, the damage itself wasn't that big. So when you mean this is your first time doing it, 
Um, as a solo, like just just that right there. This is the first time Chris Ray is, is yes. actually negotiating with yes. his company uh, with another co- the owner of another company or yeah. the manager of another company. Yeah. Uh, and you two are about to do business together. This isn't you writing the coattail of someone else brokering a oh, deal. No. This isn't yeah. you, no. uh, someone else already kind of set up the deal and you're coming in with bodies to come in and push. This yeah. is you. That's, that's what happened last time. It was like right. he kind of set it up. Not a great deal. Uh, I wish I was in a negotiation room, and, and but I wasn't. I was just there to to do the storm, manage the storm for him, nice. help him out. Uh, and so, so okay. So now you're walking. Yes, yeah, so I'm walking for- a lot. He's. I'm looking at it. I'm trying to get a gauge of how long it's going to take him to do cars. So I can get a gauge on price. And you already um, know the answers to some of the questions that he's already about oh, yeah, to ask. Yeah. Him, which are, just, what are some of those that he he, he he's basically you know kind of asking me what do you do at, at this point? And then I say, yeah, you got to contact your insurance company and they're gonna most likely want us to estimate uh, a percentage of cars and then they're gonna average out they're just gonna give us a flat fee uh for to do each car and i said you need most likely right now is just get an accurate count of what was on the lot that was hit because a lot of times what they have in their database compared to what hit could be the, uh, you know a certain amount of variance to that and that could cause a little bit of an issue when you try to get the uh the claim started because they they have a list when the insurance company come they have a list of what was supposed to be on the lot and then so they go around and check and they don't come until like another week and a half maybe two weeks okay. about like a week and a half they were pretty pretty cool um so anyway they should check all the cars that were on their list yeah. so obviously maybe about tw- maybe about six to eight cars weren't on their list but they get hit on the okay. lot that they own so, so he's wondering okay so all my cars got hit what do I do you're you're telling him. Yeah, uh, we got to start a one claim. One of the options, and yeah. this is the option that I would go with, and this is how we can help you, is by starting a claim. Yeah, so so when I was there, actually, let me pause. Real, if you guys have any questions dealing with the hail, uh, feel free to you know answer, uh, t- type it up in the chat because we want to make this engaging as as possible. But but yeah, so I decided to pull in just a random car and just get a count of what actually the, the damage is and just do a an estimate, like a regular estimate. And so... I, I didn't give that to him, but I just needed a sense of how much uh, was fair per car. Because that's how the insurance company... They you're just, just trying to be proactive. You're, tr- you're right. trying to mm-hmm. uh, have the answers to questions that you know people are going to ask. Of course, of course. Uh, and you are trying to gain as much knowledge about the storm. Uh, and you're also trying to calculate at this time, as these numbers of cars keep racking up, the bodies that and the, and the team we have... Yeah. Yeah. How is this going to yeah. get done? Uh, yeah. So, and, and on top of this, right? This is Monday morning. It's Monday morning. Monday yeah. morning, you're walking the lot with the general manager of one of the bigger accounts that we service uh, that got hit with with hail. On top of this, we have accounts calling. Oh uh, yeah. Body We're shop still accounts. Doing hail. We have retail customers <laughs> so. calling uh, from the same area that also got hit with hail. So yeah. Uh, I know you know the phone was ringing nonstop for us, oh, especially yeah. that Monday morning. Yeah. Yeah, so we were, we were already uh, ahead of the curve because we just got done with a another hailstorm. So everybody kind of knew their their role in the hail. You know, this hail yeah. it just happened in a different area, like right after the other. So we didn't do any change in changes. Uh, our office manager, ops manager, you know, already had a flow of things for like the last you know five weeks. So everything kind of went well. Um, I mean, you were already you know well you know, involved into, into the hail that we were working with prior from that. Uh, but basically I jumped on the phone with a few guys, um, and just see where they were at. You know, I called uh, two or three guys and 
they were all working, and I just happened to call Q. And wh- why are you doing this? I'm I'm just. Why trying are to s- you calling people to to come in? Because I want I want I want to be ready to push when they're ready to push. Normally, when you work into a dealership, so this is they, what Monday or Tuesday. So this is, Tuesday this is Monday. You said insurance didn't come in for another week, so yeah, they came in I think on that Friday. Okay, so a full week. People yeah. are trying to kind of figure out what's going on. Yeah, you are already calling guys preparing yeah. for the. We're probably not going to push until the the following week, possibly yeah. even two weeks. Yeah, uh, but you're already trying to have guys come in. Yeah. See who is available to actually come in and push. Yeah, and I, I try to be as transparent as possible. So I think I forgot who I called first. But uh, you know, Q was one of the calls. He's he's actually on the chat now. And I just told him what I have. I said, listen, I got a I got a dealership. Uh, most likely my guys are gonna be busy with body shops. I mean there was five body shops we were doing in that area, maybe six. Yeah. And then it, we picked up few. one or two more because no one could service, you know, the the workload that they had. So anyway, so I said, hey, I don't think my, uh, you know, my team is going to be able to, you know, handle what the dealership needs. You know, they don't want the one, two, three cars a day. They want a powerhouse in there that solely can just focus on their cars, yeah. organize. It's just the, just the fact that they can just like focus on one dealership. You know, I I, I just had a meeting with Q today, and he knew where all the cars with the trim that needed damage that was damaged that we needed to order and it was just it just helps me out so much because i got trim over there <laughs> i got cars over there i got estimates to write over there and the dealership just it it's it just hard to keep up you know with the list i mean it, it's just hard i mean mobile tech rx makes it makes it you know somewhat convenient but at the end of the day it's just my mental capacity yeah because so, i mean there's <laughs> so, you know, a hundred, hundred fifty yeah, plus cars that need to get R and I'd. I mean, headliners down, yeah. uh, hood, you know, insulators down. Pay the R and I guy. You know, deck he's, lids on, moldings need yeah, to be it's ordered. Crazy. Uh, so this is not only for these cars on the dealership, new and used. Yeah. Uh, this is also for the body shops that we're servicing as well. We have to coordinate uh, course, to get yeah. bodies into there, and if we have to do any R and I on our own, can we get the shop to do it? What's the percentage if there is one? Um, yeah. Get them know. familiarized with with how things go, because in in that storm, the buy shops that we were dealing with, they didn't get any hail the first time. So yeah. this is all new. They're calling us saying, "How many should I schedule?" I mean, we had one buy shop that scheduled twenty two cars, and what two or three days. Yeah. So that was you know, we handled it. But anyway, we got. Uh, you know, I called Q, gave him some information. I guess he was at a point where he needed to make a decision within the next day or two. Um, and he made a decision to come, you know, with with us. Yeah. And so he said, "Hey, I'm gonna be on my way. Uh, I can be on my way on Monday, I believe it was." I said, "Okay, no problem. We should. The insurance company, you know, should be there on Monday because it was right around like July 5th. So I yeah. didn't think they were gonna come July 5th. <laughs> I was actually planning a vacation. And so I get a call from the general manager. Hey, insurance guys will be here in an hour. And I guess this is just the thing you have to do." Uh, when you know you're you're trying to be the captain of the sh- of the ship, and I just jumped in my car, told my wife, "Hey, our little beach vacation is gonna have to put on hold. The the insurance guys are there, um, and they'll be there in an hour." So Blade jumped in the car, and I was literally like their porter, their estimator, and everything <laughs> the entire time. And this dealership, uh, um, you know, it's a smaller dealership, so they don't have the resources like you know, five porters and stuff yeah. like that to help these guys. So 
I knew they were going to need help. I, I just I just had a hunch, a gut feeling that let me just be there and just even if I'm just moving cars back and forth, it's probably going to help them. If someone needs a question answered yeah. too, I mean, uh, people just are randomly right. You know, it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. The, now the dealerships, you know. The parts and the servers, they all understand that, you know, there's hail and what are we going to do yeah. about these cars and everyone's talking <laughs> to you. And, you know, that's just because the relationship that's built through, you know, with the account. So yeah. you have random salesmen coming up like, oh, man, you guys are going to fix all these. So you're having <laughs> yeah. these little conversations that are taking time. But everyone's trying to kind of figure out what's going on. And you need to and, present And I think that. they're trying to, like, kind of. Are you going to get this I know you do one or two here for service. They're but waiting for me to get it. we got a whole get... <laughs> lot here now. Are you going to be able to fix it? Sometimes we see you and maybe another tech, but yeah, you know, yeah. is, your, is Dentless Touch going to be able to the, be the company that's going to be able to, to get this done for us? And, and, and the crazy thing about it is that dealership, I don't, I don't service. Uh, they haven't seen me in six or seven months. Yeah. So um, just going in there, I think they reassure that this is something that, you know, I'm going to kind of take underneath my yeah. wing with the help of the guy, you know, the, the tech that services it. Cause there's been trust built with you. And then obviously oh, yeah, the tech yeah. that, you know, services it now, but I think you being there just a little reassurance because they're going through uh, this yeah, as well. Sure. So it's you, a, it's a tough process for them. They're trying to sell cars. I mean, that's what their job is. Yeah. Move, move units. And so, you know, yeah, after the insurance, after the, the insurance company came there, it was four people. Um, and I, sp- I spent about four hours, and I had all the lights set up. I gave them my, my, my stool, my stand, so they can get up on There was a lot of trucks, so they can get up on that and check the roofs. Every now and then they'll pull, well, a lot of times they'll pull me and say, how many, you know, how many days do you, do we see the same thing? Yeah. And then move all the cars. It was, it was crazy, but they, you know, I think they appreciated both the dealerships, and, the dealership and the, yeah. the um, adjusters because it moves so flow, that it moves so, you know, quickly. They were, they it's were expecting to do personal, two days, uh, yeah. and it only was a half a day. See, that's nice. So that, so that, and they you were, know that you were a big yeah. help and a big right, part right. So they were very appreciative. Yeah. Um, so I, now, both parties. So, so as you're doing this, you're moving cars around a lot. You're understanding too. You're like, okay, well, now I'm saying that I'm going to be able to get all these cars done. I'm noticing that I don't know if we're going to be able to do it here at this dealership where yeah. we're at right now. I mean, because just due to the limitation of yeah, the so, property itself, like, doesn't allow for. Just a, a, a smooth moving of cars. It's just the way this dealership's set up. It's pretty tight. Yeah, so initially, I was telling Q, I was like, hey, I got a big truck trailer. I get a tent. I have a tent, 20 by 20 tent. No problem. So, okay, cool. So then Monday morning rolls around. The following Monday. The following Monday. The insurance company has already approved everything. Yeah. Not really approved it. They, they basically say you can start. We're going to, you know, here's the list of cars. We see the damage. I got a, a sense of what they were going to pay per car and yeah. how they work. I already knew how it, how, how it was broken down. So just for yeah, anybody that doesn't at, know, at we point. don't look at all the like 25, you know, the big trucks, like the 2,500. We look at, at, at about 25% of them and then they just roll an average. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, you can pull the, fi- like it was five uh, big trucks. So you could pull the five 2,500. So if you want to pull the, you know, the five worst ones, it's fine. They they didn't really have a have an issue with that because it averages out. So, um, but anyway, so when we initially we thought, okay, we're working a parking lot. They have the adjacent parking lot. Um, it's like an old Kmart building. So I was like, perfect, no problem. I'll put my truck, my trailer, tent, no problem. Probably get some people coming in from the street. It's a win-win for everybody. Yeah. And so Monday morning rolls around, and it is. Pouring down raining, yep. pouring down raining, 
Q is on his way, and you know he's always you know he's asking, hey, you know where would I put my tools? I said, no problem. I have a trailer. I'll have my truck there. You know, I got insurance. We're good. Don't worry. And um, you know, we've been working on a tent. Kind of sucks, but it is what it is. And it was, I mean, just setting up the tent. Not even, I didn't even set up the tent. I just yeah. pulled the tent kind of out of the trailer, and I was soaking wet. Yeah. And so I was like, man, I can't. Like my feet are wet. And, uh, I know and, and that. I mean, I was military, working at a body shop. I like, was coordinating my own stuff at another <laughs> yeah. shop, so I understand. <laughs> Uh, how what it was that day. It was I mean, it was, crazy. yeah, I mean, umbrellas weren't going to do it. Dogs. Yeah, so you understood that a tent in the back of the uh, uh, of the dealership or adjacent to it wasn't going to work just due to, obviously, the scenario that you were in yeah. right then and there. They're not going to be able to do uh, this amount of cars outside. If this happens again, a tent's just not going to cut it. Well, so yeah, you, just, you yeah, knew that my this tent wasn't, wasn't be, set up for like those those storms, those thunderstorms. Yeah, you knew this wasn't going to be an yeah. ideal situation for people that you have driving across the country to come help uh, facilitate some cars, you know, with this dealership. So you knew you wanted them to be comfortable. You knew you'd yeah. like to be comfortable and how you'd want to work. You didn't yeah. want that for them, and so obviously a tent wasn't going to work in this situation. Yeah. What? Uh, now, what's your next thought? It was. <laughs> I mean, and it was cool so, because. Because, yeah. guys, I, I mean, I do have, like, a route background. So uh, when this happened, I thought it was kind of the coolest thing. Because <laughs> I hear guys do it all the time. It's super easy to do. Uh, but actually just witnessing it and actually just seeing how it all kind of went into play. Super easy, actually, when yeah. it came down to it. Um, but, I mean, yeah. now you're like, okay, now we, I'm going to look for a spot. Like, how, how did that work? <laughs> so pause for a second. If you guys have any questions in the chat, we'll get to you, Tom. Um, just... If it's about hell, please just put it in the chat. We're going to pause a little bit after I uh, answer this question from Dave. But basically, I, I was still passing out cards and be like, hey, hell, hit. We're a local tech. We're a local company right over there. to capture everything yeah, in I'm that area. I'm just capturing everything. I'm just kind of, I like it all. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm still passing out. And I've. I've well, I mean, while we're here, uh, yeah, why not? Yeah, why I not, mean, right? And so I got guys coming. So I, I want a little safety net for me. If the more shops, the more safety net I have, the guys at least can come push for, yeah. you know, 10 days, whether we get the dealership or not, you know. So anyway, so the dealership's out. They kind of want us, are you good? They kind of want us to uh, start on the cars. I mean, they were expecting Monday morning that we would start on the car, start on their cars. And I'm like, okay, all right, let's, let me get the tent. They were very patient with us. And so I was just like, where's their industrial, like, spot? And so they said, oh, it's on, I don't know, 222 or something. They, they, all the street names or numbers or something. Yeah, so, farm roads. Yeah. So the manager, I was like, hey, you know, I'm looking at a tent, um, man, you know, and he said, man, I wish uh, I wish my building at my, at my house was 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 done because I'll let you just use my big barn. And I'm building a big barn. I said, oh, OK, well, uh, well, how far is that? And he says, this is nine minutes up the road. So that gave me a, like a radius of where to look because I was trying to look like a mile away you know he gave me more about you know four or five miles away yeah. so that's the, a, one oh. of the managers of yeah the, of yeah the owner so. of the dealership yeah you know said well i'll let you drive our cars <laughs> to at my least house. minimum nine yeah, miles at least nine i think he said like nine miles away oh it's nine miles away so, so i was just, like all right okay <laughs> i was like okay all right there's my radius nine miles obviously he can't help because his his, his barn is not built yet so i said okay you know what 
Let me in nine miles. There has to be an industrial park. My shop is twenty three miles away yeah. from here, so we we got a, a large large radius to cover here. So found a shop, and my what I do is always try to like I call the number right there. Normally the number is a uh, like a sales uh, like a property real estate, manager, yeah, like a real estate person. So that normally takes time because they want their cut, right? So. I was I was lucky enough to find so I'm just knocking on doors. Hey, hey, I'm in you know, like this strip mall yeah, of just, just a, like shops. Like, I just finally like found an industrial place. I'm down I'm down one of these back turns. Looks like a fifteen, two thousand square foot building. Yeah. And it looks some of them looks vacant. So I'm like, okay, knocking on the, the businesses that were in you know, they they were actually doing you know, in business there and they say, Oh yeah, yeah, the guy that owns this owns this company which is right here, go in there and ask for, I think his name was Chris. I'm like, okay, cool. I was like, now this, now I got scared. I'm like, <laughs> the building was massive. Yeah, it was like a metal factory or something. Big boy stuff. Yeah. And so I'm like, all right, cool. You know, I'm reading this book, if anybody's interested, from Jordan Peterson, <laughs> it's, you know, the 12 uh, rules of life, yeah. I think it is. Um, anyway, it says stand with your shoulders back, just proud just ready readiness and so i said all right i got one chance to win this guy over because he's gonna read me like that and so if i get a chance to even talk yeah. to him right i'm looking over and it's, it's three levels you have to look for yeah, one I'm guy like, in this oh, huge man, place he's yeah. the owner and he probably so, like is he gonna be there or not yeah so it always it's pouring <laughs> down rain too is it like the same day yeah it's pouring it's yeah. pouring down rain and so they give me to the guy and, and and i go to the front desk i'm like i think his name is chris he was like hey you know can i speak to chris such and such um, do you have an appointment? And I was like, not really, but I heard he uh, manages the buildings, you know, in the in the back. She didn't even know that. She was like, oh, I don't, I don't know that. So he's like, I was like, just ask him. I don't want to waste his time. If he's interested, I need to do a month to month rent. If he's not, I don't want to waste his time. He don't have to come downstairs. So he jumps on the phone. Nice, super nice guy. And he was just like, yeah, be down in five minutes. Waited five minutes in the most comfortable chairs I've ever waited <laughs> in. And he was like, let me show you the place. Shows it to me. I'm like, what's your price? He was like, this is what I need. And <laughs> Wrote he a check was actually right lower there. than the price that you had in your head. Yeah, he or was. you were willing yeah. to offer. Because normally when him... you do month to month, they increase it a little bit. Probably about another 25 to 30%. Yeah. You explained the situation. You understood. Yeah. Um, but what was actually uh, kind of nice is, like I said, you had a number in your head. You let him. Yeah, yeah, my negotiation you, is not not that bad. You na- you let him name his price first, and and actually worked because it was actually cheaper yeah. than what we wanted to pay. I mean, everybody so, was happy or what willing to pay. So yeah, um, and then so okay, so the yeah, deal goes so through. so so I just reinsured him even through that entire conversation. I just I stood there and I just kind of you know just re you know thinking back of that whole conversation, and I was like, man, I was just so confident. It was like. You know, like the, there was nothing that was going <laughs> to go wrong. Like, and I just reinsured him that, you know, I was, you know, like just do a quick month to month and keep it moving. And then it worked out because you told him the situation. He happened to know the owner of. Oh, I was crazy. The dealership. Yeah, anyway. so he knew the owner. And I was like, listen, I just had to double check to make sure they're okay with running the cars this far. It's only about, you know, seven, eight yeah. minutes away. But I just want to double check before I give you the money for the month to month. And he was like, you need his number? You need his cell phone number? So. I knew I won because I knew they were comfortable with each other. Yeah. And I was like, perfect. 
he actually has the same GMC truck I have, so he buys trucks through yeah. them. So I was like, oh, this is a win-win, <laughs> man. Yeah, and so, so it pays <laughs> to just do that footwork, though. Yeah. Like, that extra... Like I almost gave up. I almost was like, well, shoot. <laughs> like, you know, we were on, like, um, yeah. trying to rent. We went down to the store and tried to rent a tent. They were talking about permits, and yeah. I'm like, oh, this is turning into a cluster right now. And so, I don't know. I just was like, let me go find a building. I don't even care how much it costs. And, it, I mean, yeah, it turned out to be a, a perfect spot. Uh, yeah, for Enough sure. for two cars, three cars, uh, enough space for two techs that, you know, were in there three if there needed to be four, yeah. if there probably wanted to be. It was perfect because if we did, like, 20 cars a day, it would be too much for that dealership. You know what I mean? They, yeah. they're, they're good with where they're at right now. So, this is perfect. It's perfect. Two guys and just yeah. enough space. They got the amenities, you know, bathroom and stuff like that. They yeah. don't have to keep running across. They got the safety with the tools. I couldn't ask for a better situation. Yeah. And again, it was just my resilience of just, just that back and forth. So I, I know a lot of guys are probably going to ask about this stuff. So how is insurance working with this? Because I know that's probably a huge, um, I don't say like issue or liability, but I know a lot of guys get confused on uh, when insurance comes into play. What what do you have to have? What do what did that shop require? What did the dealership require for Dentless Touch and that insurance? How did oh yeah, like, so it was that, just basically insurance, big. right? So the tax um, that came in, like those need insurance, like they need yeah. insurance. So I know there's a if lot anybody's of trying insurance to say, yeah. stuff that yeah. back end that that needed to happen. Different types of insurances. Yeah. So let me just go over the list. So each tech is required when they subcontracted up subcontract from from us is they're required for insurance um and that's garage liability um their state is um may not require the workers comp uh but since we have more than three employees we have to have workers comp and we get audited every single year so i have to show proof that either the person that was contracted does not need workers comp or they have workers comp and okay. it and it it's it's like another tax season for me when it, when I when I get audited. It's every year, and it just happens to be like every July. It's actually crazy. So do you have to contact your adjuster, the person you deal with with this insurance, and let them know that you're going to be adding some people or anything like yeah, that? Yeah. So these phone calls that you're having to make. So they as just need well? to show proof of proof of an, of updated insurance. Got, I okay. give that to my insurance guy, and he does his little Magic. background check to make sure that it is accurate. It's not some random paper that they gave me and everything is kosher, you know? So, yeah. Um, but that, that's the, what they do. And obviously they fill out the W9 form and all that stuff. Now, as far as the company, um, we just upped our insurance because we have just so many things going, just so many things happening with contractors and our growth and what we were able to do to like, uh, it's a, it's a $2 million policy with a $3 million umbrella. So if anybody's interested in at least having like 15 guys, that's probably what, you know, you want is a 2 million and a, and a 3 million, just cause it pays for any building that may burn down cause of these lithium batteries. It's just any crazy thing. It's not that expensive to do. Um, I think for a million dollars, it's like 65 bucks a month. It's yeah. not that, that bad. So and was this guy requiring you to show that stuff yeah, or so, you just let him know, say, Hey, yeah, look, I, got, I have insurance. This isn't just like, some and quick, that's another thing. The some lingo fly by night stuff. I'm here in the area. Yeah. Uh, so I know there's a lot of trust built there, but I'm sure you had to show these things. Yeah. The lingo was there. I say, look, I can, you know, I can contact you. I forget what I call it. Uh, garage liability insurance. I can put you on the insurance. Cause 
they he could do his own claim. Like if the building burns down, you know, I may not do the claim. I mean, obviously I will, but he's actually on my insurance for anything that happens on that yeah. for that building for up until, you know, the time of cancellation. And so that's what normally normally that's what the the landlord wants Got you it. Know, on all um, you know, um, you know, so they want that, that insurance in. from your company and then you yeah. also want from the people that are coming in you need them to have their own insurance as well. Yeah, which is pretty much standard. If right. you guys are doing business or you're a hell guy, you make sure have you have insurance. insurance, especially if you want to work with bigger companies and more established companies. Just, just have your insurance. It's 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 such a small yeah. fee for what it can cover, uh, you know, long term. I mean, yeah. my, my mentor told me, you know, insurance is there for a reason, especially for a business. You can, you can you know, lose out a lot. That would be one financial, like, problem if if you, there's any you know it could be anything it could yeah. be a, just a small mistake yeah could yeah it can cause it can you a lot you, so yeah that's crazy so you set up the shop now everything's good now all of a sudden okay now we have to facilitate we have to get these cars uh to this shop now so that starts you know hey we're gonna have someone shuttle these cars back and forth now that's set up right yeah so now that's kind of just that's there like q done. is which is antonio q is just running it you set it's them up q on mobile tech rx right there yeah so mobile tech rx is Beautiful when you set uh, vendors up. Uh, I just get his email address. I go into the admin portal. I make him a subcontractor, and he is there. Yeah. So I think Tom had a question before he leaves, but yeah, he is there when um, you know all set up, and then yeah. he can pull from my client so that, base. That little team, that two man team, is now yeah, kind of taking over that uh, part of this hailstorm. Uh, there was also yeah. another two man team that came in as well to help us uh, at a, a, one of our. Uh, yeah. larger accounts that had cars dropped off there. Um, so that was a mixture of us and uh, a hail yeah. team. Yeah, I mean, the more of the kind of the the beginning of this setup yeah. is basically, you know, stand tall, understand the lingo that you need to present and just kind of you're going to you're going to find somebody. Somebody's going to wi- willing to give you a chance on that because a lot of people don't like to do month to month. They understand it. Yeah. If they're a landlord, they understand stuff like that happens. But they don't like they're not set up for month to month. So I was lucky enough to to get it, you know, to have it, yeah. you know, happen. But uh, but I would have like I knew I would have found it. I would have found something. So if it wasn't for him with him, it was somewhere else. Yeah. So even if we had to use a tent for about a week, I would have found something. And yeah. And I mean, you would have just. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was. I went down the trailer place. I saw a little mm-hmm. garage. Hey, you want to rent out the garage? Nah, man, we don't want to do it. I was like, yeah. he's, I was like, is there a lot of stuff in it? We can move the stuff, put it in my trailer. He's like, nah, there's actually nothing down there. But yeah. the, the, the the guy would won't. Which, you know, and do it's kind of crazy because I think you know I'm pretty comfortable with uh, you know meeting people. Uh, I feel that I'm you know pretty friendly. I you know I'm just empathetic, just to people. Right. I'm passionate. I'll say hi, yeah. stuff like that. Uh, but I know some of these conversations that you were having to set some of these deals up uh, were pretty tough because, I, I mean, I know that I think I would kind of, I don't want to say crumble, but I would have a tough time having some of these conversations, uh, at least just something of, who owns this place? Oh, he's over there. Uh, now I have to go have a <laughs> meeting with him. But I have to negotiate if I can rent the yeah. space from him while it's pouring down rain. I have, you know, hail cars getting dropped off. My phone's nonstop oh, ringing. Yeah. I got seven accounts just alone that, you know, have cars getting yeah. dropped off. I have, you know, 150 yeah, plus had... cars at a dealership getting dropped off. Yeah. So uh, it's crazy. those yeah, are some crazy. difficult conversations that you're having to have. Um, and I know that, 
I know you've been working on, I think, having them. Yeah. But yeah. it kind of mm-hmm. comes pretty natural to you, which is, you know, something that. I think I think it will come natural to anybody that knows what they're talking about, you know, that that is proficient. I was at just even about just to doing say, repairs yeah. and just understanding, like, I've never really done a dealership, but I've done my homework uh, of how it exact, works. Yeah. So I'm technically just talking as if I know. Yeah. You know. Like you've done it before, right? yeah. Like I've done because it because you know how it should go anyway, right? Yeah. And so because I was able to bring that level of insight, they yeah. automatically and just felt confidence. Like, yeah, to I was just the kind storm. of like, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Like, okay, everybody does it differently. I don't <laughs> yeah. know about your insurance company, but normally it's like this. Oh yeah, and then he comes in and explains he's going to write the average, and I'm, you know, at that point the <laughs> GM is like, okay, yeah, we understand. Porter's here and Chris is here to help you. And let us know what happens. All right, cool. Done. Yeah. I mean, it was it, was, it, it went was, it was very nice. very smooth. I think the the relationship has been built, the trust yeah. has been built. You've done that over time, which is great. Um, and you know, I think that after the team came in and things just kind of rolling started ro- getting rolling smooth yeah. for us. Uh, the the biggest thing was we're kind of still in the middle of it. Or I guess kind of the tail end, but. Now it's just coordination, just being on point now with these other accounts. And that's kind yeah. of just was the... I, I want to share a couple of things, but I want to go over the questions because I know guys have been waiting a little longer. Did you see anything? Your screen is a little closer than mine. Yeah. Let's see. My eyesight is getting bad. <laughs> uh, so I was just asking if we got a contract for the sale. Yeah, um, so I have an agreement. Um, or was it an exclusive PDR agreement for a set period of time? Yeah, it's an exclusive agreement it's we can change it for each dealership but we whip that up uh well i didn't whip it up i crystal actually whips it up our our uh, ops manager she whipped whipped it up once i knew they were pretty serious and once i knew the final numbers of the of the what the insurance company was paying we basically put like an agreement together so just i'm all about expectations being upfront, and so they knew what we were going to be able to do per day per car what to expect obviously i gave a little bit of leeway for the guys and then um, as far as for me, it's all about when I'm going to get paid and because and, we're going to do the work and we're going to do the work, you know, good at, at, at the best of our ability. We're going to get those cars back to, you know, showroom quality. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, very quickly. So at that point, we need to make sure that the expectations for payment is is done, you know, a certain way, too. So because I mean, yeah, their, their biggest the dealership's biggest um, issue or want at that point is getting these cars fixed back ready to for sale yeah and i may i, I, I talked to uh our legal counsel uh and then crystal i may be able to share that document with you guys to help you guys out that are doing dealership again it's not a, it's a, just an agreement it's not a contract so you know you really like the gm and just me and, and and we'll just have to sign so that's that's all that is it's not something too crazy um, yeah so that's I don't think uh, dealerships really like. They don't tying, like contracts. Uh, yeah, they don't and like any big business don't yeah. like contracts because then they have to, you know, uh, get legal counsel too. Yeah, and so uh, it gets a little funky, and then they just uh. yeah. I so, think but they an also agreement like the is a different as well. Thing. Vendors, stuff like that. Yeah, one's not working, man. We'll just get Again, it's just expectations upfront in writing. Yeah, that's that's all it was designed for, and I'm pretty sure I can share. I just don't want to say I can. So. Maybe in the next video on our part three, when we go over like payment and all that stuff, I'm going to, you know, see if I can share that document with you guys and nice. blank out everything. So, so you guys can get an understanding of how to recreate your, your own one. Um, any other questions? Yeah. Uh, someone's asking how close is mobile tech RX compared to the insurance estimate? Um, I mean, it's pretty dead on actually. 
Um, and you can change different matrix inside of Mobile Tech RX. So if you're writing, if Geico is uh, the car that you're writing for, you can switch it to Geico. As yeah, well as I think Farm. that's one of the nicest features too. So yeah. if you guys haven't estimated hail in a while, I don't know when they actually implemented this, but mm-hmm. um, the, and I just <clears throat> actually started realizing it on this hailstorm. Uh, it defaults to a standard matrix, which is just the standard Mobile Tech RX matrix. Um, and if you forget that you're supposed to be writing for State Farm, Erie, Geico, Allstate, whoever it is, yeah. you can now switch within Mobile Tech RX, and it will switch all of the totals with the change. Yeah, which so with the change of the out. matrix, yeah. So uh, <laughs> before, if you had to change the matrix uh, mid estimate, it would wipe everything and have to restart. Now it actually will. Uh, take all the totals and adjust them accordingly if you do switch matrices within the middle of the estimate, which is nice. So uh, just a Definitely. quick kudos to them for that because that was kind of a pain yeah, for a little bit. they're always doing upgrades, man. Yeah. It's actually, you know, these 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 new uh, upgrades and, and, and um, updates. I'm sorry, not upgrades, but yeah. updates. It's, it's, it's making life easier in that app Yeah, you know, tremendously. I agree. So. And then it got like a supplement section and all kinds of stuff, so. You know, I think they do promotions where you get like one month free. I know if you type in dentless, I think it's uh like one month free or a hundred dollars off, which is like a month and a half for free, something like that. So, yeah. um, but yeah, that you know, we absolutely, we absolutely love it. The subcontract feature is fire, man. Like, yeah, man. <laughs> it makes it easy. Yeah. Oh man, it makes it so it's easy. Super yeah. easy. And then you can set up like what they get paid. So I like it, and I think the subcontractors that work for me like it too, because as they do a car, they don't know what the estimate is written. They can see the estimate. Then when I close out the ticket, they actually know what they are owed as far as, you know, the final bill. So when I'm writing a check, they're literally pulling out Mobile Tech RX and going, all right, this is my total, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. And that's the, that's the check I got to write them. And Everyone's on the same page. Says, yeah. Transparency yeah, all across exactly. the board. Exactly. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing, especially with hail. Expectations uh, up front. <laughs> you know, and I was talking to a couple of the guys that we've had in town, and I didn't you know, and I and I, I think I knew, I just didn't realize the extent of how bad it can be. I think I know just through social media and stuff like that, yeah. um, how difficult it can be just to get paid uh, on the hail trail. Yeah. Um, how yeah, difficult it can be, it can be to go to some of these storms and not understand, when am I going to get paid? How, how bad are the cars really? You know, that people yeah. kind of fluff stuff. So um, I think they have been appreciative of how transparent we've been throughout the whole process is much as we wouldn't want other people to be with us. So, um, yeah, I mean, hats off to Mobile Tiger X for that yeah. because I know we be, have been talking about that just with payment and stuff and how it does make it super easy with uh, just using their application for this whole storm. Yeah, it's been it's really been, nice. It's been really good. So, guys, if you missed the beginning, we are giving away a glue gun. I've been using this glue gun for the last three weeks now. Uh, it uses a Ryobi battery, but you can also switch it up to adapters for Milwaukee, Makita, and DeWalt. We're giving this away. Uh, the, the winner will be in our August show, so the first August show, and you have to the end of the month. You may be trying to do, like, monthly giveaways, so this is just the July 2019 giveaway. So they have now until August 5th to enter. No, they have now until, until August, until well, until the, the last, fourth? <laughs> to the last <laughs> day of July. Okay, so the thirty first. Yeah. Okay. So, so they have. Yeah, and then it. we would we would uh, announce it on the fifth. So next Wednesday they have the yeah. next Wednesday. Yeah, nine days or something like that. Okay. They, they so, if you're interested in that, there's a couple of ways to to enter. Yeah. 
Uh, That's a great gun, guys. I mean, I would definitely uh, enter, get get as many entries as possible. (laughs) Uh, I've been a a strong, eliminate glue gun user for the last couple years. Um, And I've tried the Stucky. I've tried the Ryobi. The Ryobi, I think, was one of the latest ones I used. I did not like it. It leaks way too much for my liking. It's too uh, hot too. Yeah, it, it just leaks glue everywhere. So the Ryobi wasn't working. <clears throat> you brought this on board. I've actually been really liking this as well. So yeah. uh, this will be the backup for the Eliminate for right now. So <laughs> yeah. So, <clears throat> but anyway, I want to thank our sponsors. We're not going anywhere. We're gonna. Dave is gonna look at the chat to try to get some more questions going. But I want to thank my spo- our sponsors quickly. Mobile Tech RX. Go figure. We've been talking about them all day. We got Blim Tools and we have Dentcraft Tools, guys. So head over to their website, show them some love. That greatly helps us. Helps us give these giveaways out. Like st- little stuff like that that everybody uses. <laughs> Every PDR guy uses. Any other questions, Dave? Uh, everyone, I think we answered everyone. Everybody's so. going through the questions. If you have any questions, guys, feel free to put it in the chat. Um, uh, so to enter for this, though, it'll be in the description. Yeah, it should be in the description. Yeah, enter the win July 2019 giveaway. Yeah. Right. So you guys, if you're looking to enter it, it's in the description below. And if you're watching, please go ahead and give us a thumbs up. I greatly appreciate. It. And if you uh, if you're in the podcast, please join us on all the podcasts. With what is it? Uh, we got. Man, I always get we got Stitcher. Yeah. We got Apple Podcasts. <laughs> we've got Spotify. Um, Google Play, so all, all right, major platforms all where right, you can so. get your podcast, we can uh, uh, reach you. So before we go, I want to talk about coordinating texts. Um, that was something that I'm, I, I feel as though I'm very weak at, uh, but it's nothing I can do. Um, and, and let me give you a, a situation. Um, we were told that there were going to be 30 or 40 cars dropping or just the overall total of cars and just just that variance of customers like not showing up, maybe the estimates tolling their car, or maybe it's just so light that it's you know only a couple of hour repair, or we're waiting for estimates and it's not something we can write and go. It it to facilitate like ten guys jumping back and forth to buy shop to work like I, I, I internal and external yeah, employees was, it, that was communication in that area was a little weak. So that really created, uh, you know, problems and, yeah. and issues. But man, if anybody has a trick to, to read <laughs> these dealerships, when they say they have 30, 40 cars, like if there's something I need to ask, cause they're getting literally assignments, you know, cars are there. We got there on Friday, that same Friday that Dave, that we, um, that I did the estimate, the estimates and, and on the, for the dealership. And cars were literally getting dropped off. And so we were like, all right, we're going to come Monday morning, fresh. They're saying 22 assignments, you know, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And so we get all these guys lined up, and we get about maybe eight. Yeah. <laughs> and so it really put a little stress on me because I'm promising work. Yeah. And Because everyone's work numbers is not are there, fluffed. Because no, so. no, no one really knows until probably the end of that week, starting week two from yeah. when the storm actually hits. Um, so everyone's everyone's just throwing numbers out <laughs> and it's just, everyone's guesstimating because uh, they talk to their one adjuster buddy who's got a couple assignments and 
you know, the, oh, yeah. they know the state farm guy down the road. And he said, well, there's 30 coming to him. And <laughs> so no one really knows. And so it is hard for uh, someone who's trying to coordinate uh, and let people know who are wanting to help yeah. um, to just let them know how many cars they're actually going to be. And so for someone else to kind of clear their schedule or, uh, you know, come and help and stuff like that, um, it, it, it can be difficult when you don't really know. Uh, how many cars are actually going to be on the ground until later that week. But you're trying to prep for the worst case scenario where if they all drop on the same day or something like that, it needs to be done uh, because you want to show your accounts that you're able to handle the storm, uh, yeah. that if this does happen again, that they don't have to, you know, to worry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to say no, yeah. wait. No and you're trying to stuff, capitalize so. on every car that is on the ground. Of and course, obviously, of course. Uh, you know, repair each and every one that we're you know able to is, is fast and, and, you know, to the highest of quality we can in that moment in time yeah yeah that was the only stressful if anybody has any tips on that and how to read or what should i ask for on that but you know, i feel like i'm asking the right thing you know the, the assignments how many cars you get in you know are, are coming in you know and i kind of average you know 70 percent that we're gonna get but i mean sometimes it'll be eight and one will show up i mean at that rate it's like what is that 10 percent ish 12 percent yeah. yeah you and can't then- you can't gauge that, you know. There was there was time when I chiseled out the two days, three days, yeah. and I'm only doing one car, and, yeah. you know, and that that. Or that they'll come in the next week, and it's not yeah, the day and they, they play came around. And then, or, so the you know yeah. the shops <clears throat> that we you know we were dealing with, some were were understanding of of well, all of them. I think were understanding. They were all just, understanding. They just, they it was just level, right? Yeah. They didn't know it themselves as well, and and so it's hard for them to look at us for answers and us to look at them for answers because no one really knows yeah. until the cars actually start rolling in. So yeah. that was the only stressful part. I got technicians that you know they allocated enough time to help me, and there's not a lot of work. Yeah. So. It's hard, you know. I try to be as transparent as possible. Look, I got something on coming tomorrow. Can we do tomorrow? And, uh, you know, I got some work here. I got, you know, I had to, you know, two technicians just couldn't really come because the work was all just kind of spread out yeah. thin, thinner than we thought. So that was just that was just it. I don't know of a of a good way. No, it was. It's been fun, and we're still kind of dealing with the tail end of it. Like you said, we got a couple still dropping here and there uh, within, I think, then a couple weeks, which is nice, but. Uh, with the way the weather's been, and actually we just had a storm tonight, you know, that yeah. may have dropped some hail somewhere. So uh, <laughs> I don't think that the season's over. I think it's still, you know, kind of just in the middle of the whole thing, and I don't think this is going to be the last storm we're going to work yeah. on uh, for this year. But we're just trying to give you guys just some insight onto our process through the entire yeah. thing because it uh, can be we're difficult. We're learning too, so yeah, it our can, mindset. Yeah, it, it can be difficult um, when you don't, uh, you know, have either just help or something like that mm-hmm. on, on certain questions to ask. And uh, mm-hmm. I know that there's things that you've done throughout this storm that I've yeah. wondered how, you know, Chris has done or something like that. And uh, it's been uh, fun to watch, you know, and yeah. also go through at the same time. Fun to do. <laughs> it's been yeah, a at process, the same time, it's know? been really fun. So. But it's that, you know, that, that, that tool under our tool belt right now. It's like we can set up a whole storm, and now all my guys are seeing – how this is set up yeah and now they're getting comfortable to kind of set their own storms up when areas because we are spread out this is like a 50 mile radius we've been dealing with like 50 yeah. to 60 50, easy yeah. i mean sure, easy sure. yeah uh between all the accounts north to south and i think yeah. even east to west two, so. almost two and a half hours if we have to drive from one and the other so it's, yeah it's, it's a pretty far it's a wide area yeah. uh that we're you know dealing with here and trying mm-hmm. to just facilitate and coordinate um you know the whole hailstorm so 
We're just giving you guys insight to how we do it and how we do some of these little deals uh, in the process of doing them. Just simply walking their lot after, you know, the day after the mm-hmm. storm, already yeah. prepping and having answers for the, you know, the dealership that morning, uh, stuff like that, that, you know, we, we I mean, it shows that you care. You, yeah. I personally went down there and looked at the lot to see if there was any damage crazy thing about it i actually went to the lot across the street and told the other guy the other my competitor dent guy was like hey you like it you might want to wake up and go check it out yeah (laughs) it does have damage on it and so you know i just try to help out i don't think i was ever going to get that lot but i mean at least he knows to wake his butt up i'm not saying he was asleep actually let me not say that but at least he knows he needs to start making his way down there if he wants to you know seal that deal up um, but Mark asked, did the dealership try, I'm kind of far, did the dealership try to keep a percentage of the insurance check for themselves? So I, I don't want to talk about deals, uh, you know, the deal that I'm doing right now, but I will say it is pretty much normal for them to have some portion of the check uh, to them. And it's the same thing of a kickback or something like that. I, I you know, as much as the dealership has to do, you know, uh, help out porters running the cars back for us and just helping us out, cleaning the cars after we work on them and stuff. I mean, I think they deserve something, (laughs) to be honest with you. They just grabbing keys. I mean, they they have a guy that's just there grabbing keys. They have two salesmen helping us move cars. They actually have a porter nonstop helping us. I mean, that is resources that they're spending to get their cars done. It's not just like a customer drop off, give me a rental. (laughs) don't pay for nothing, don't do nothing, call me when it's done. <laughs> you know, it's, they, you know, there's... They're for, in it just as yeah, much as you are, you know, yeah. and so uh, they have to now, you know, we were using two or three of their um, little tags, and I mean, that's less tres- test drives for them. They got to watch the test drives. They got to watch, you know, the porter can't move cars for customers as much. The wash guys, busy washing all of the cars. And it got to the point where they actually contract out you know, the washing. So the guy would come every three days. We would obviously do, I don't know, 20 something cars in three days. And the guy would come and wash the cars, you know, that we worked on as a, as a contract. So these, these are things that they spend money on. Um, in the and midst so, of th- just getting all this done. Right. And yeah. then it's just the inconvenience because they can't sell. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I mean, I literally today, the, the customer was like, no, I don't want the car because it has dents on it. And so we pulled another one that had dents on it, <laughs> but they, it doesn't anymore. And I'm like, so they, I mean, they now have a car with 100, 100 miles on it that's supposed to be brand new if another customer buys it. Yeah. But just, just that simple thing kind of messed them up a little bit. But anyway, um, there's a question about aluminum. And so Sharp Tip Tools, and it's crazy how uh, John from Grey Duck Dent Repair um, comment right below. So I would honestly say the Dent Reaper. Yeah. <laughs> so, I agree. So I didn't get a chance to do uh, use his new Dent Reaper uh, rod, uh, but Q has been talking it up. Yeah. I had I, a couple texts actually text me today. Oh, and talk uh, about it? Yeah. yeah, from Chicago. That, oh, snap. That so. They've been using the, uh, the yeah. new. Yeah. The little double, yeah. Yeah. I don't say I double think, bend, but yeah, the new. I don't know one. what he's calling it. So <laughs> sharp tools. Um, some of the sharpest tools is the um, Dent Reaper's. Um, no joke. Um, yeah. me, me and John was laughing about like, you should not be a beginner 
and, and no, you have that tool in your hand, you will tear some stuff. I like those. Up. I like the uh, the circus set, Mark circus set from yeah. uh, PDR Finesse. Okay, um, that's kind of a go to for me for hail, or yeah. for not uh, not for hail for well actually for hail I use that yeah. one of my main hail rods, uh, but also for aluminum. Yeah, yeah. So aluminum, yeah, it's definitely sharp tools all the way. Yeah, and I like sharp tools with a little bit of tape with aluminum too. It it can it can kind of pierce through the tape really really quickly but just that little bit of like five or six pushes uh it's perfect yeah that's just for me i don't know uh i mean and, and so i it requires more pushing uh yeah i think and also too uh what i noticed with aluminum um if i get it flat i do it when i do the cross check i'm pushing a lot uh, yeah. i mean outside of where the dent yeah. actually was like i feel like i'm moving i have to move stuff around it as well uh, yeah more it's, it's funky it's funky yeah it, it, i'm just trying to think back to the f-150 hood so yeah yeah and i mean you're all over that hood yeah i mean yeah it took a while yeah but yeah i mean sharp tip tools is what i'm thinking um what knockdown do you use with aluminum uh to me it depends on the aluminum mm-hmm. but what, what i usually use uh, a plastic so you don't use the vip Depends, right? It de- yeah, it really yeah. does depend. I have so, them both in my pocket, yeah, so it's like yeah. if one works, then all right, then I'm using that. If yeah. not, then I'm going to the other one. But some of you beginners, it's all how the metal is moving. So what we want you, it's not a one tool and it's done. I mean, yeah. Dave rolls with what you just said, two knockdowns, probably two different blending hammers. I know you have two. Do you have yeah. any more that you normally run with? Like, uh, typically it's four knockdowns and okay. then two hammers. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm three knockdowns and. Maybe just two hammers, yeah. um, two blending hammers, three knockdowns and two different blending hammers. So, and it all it's all on my main cart. So that means, however that metal is reacting, whether it's steel, hydrogen steel, or aluminum, I switch back and forth to a couple of those things. Yeah. Obviously, what I probably use ninety percent of the time is is a nylon knockdown. Um, I've been playing around with the VIP. Yeah. But I those still like the, the tequila nylon. tools are great for aluminum. I'm hearing. Yeah. Um, super sharp. So. What is he saying? I can't really see. What he said if it's saying. deep, that it's uh, that he has to do a slide hammer and then a sharp tip. Um, mm. I mean, honestly, I think it's <clears throat> more pushes, closer yeah. together, push a little harder. I don't think slide hammer. I, I mean, mean, I understand like, like using a slide hammer. Right? Yeah, I mean, I understand. Yeah, it's either one. I understand mm. using glue. We were just talking about that this morning. We didn't have glue for a certain repair. Ah, uh, yeah, that's right? right. We were just talking yeah. about that. So uh, I know a lot of guys, they do, but what What if that was not an option? It's just, to me, it's just tighter, closer pushes. Yeah. I, I think the best thing to do is just grab an aluminum hood and just <laughs> wail on it because you're going to start getting an understanding. And I think this is just years, five, six years of us just dealing yeah. with aluminum. And, I mean... I mean, some of these high strength steels and some of these steels are acting like aluminum. Well, high strength steel is acting like aluminum now. So I really don't have too many problems with it's it. Just, it it's requires more more effort and yeah. more pushing. I mean, I, I know I'm. But you need I the know, leverage. You Yeah, yeah because you like, need to put to push harder. I mean, yeah. you do. It, smaller dents, uh, even easier small dents or, you know, on an aluminum hood requires more pushes typically than a, yeah. a steel one. So if you have a deep dent, it's going to require 
even more pushes. Technique. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, but that's like a technique too. Like, yeah. If it's a deep dent, I have a whole different technique for a deep dent. I start it completely different than what some people start, and I think it's just faster for me. You know, most of the deep dents, you know, stuff like I was just talking about Q about doing the um the the uh, little uh, little MTE. Uh, you know what they do? The Den Olympics. Den Olympics, yeah. And so sharp dents like that, I know I can get it done in twenty twenty something minutes just because of the technique. I just know me, I'm kind of stage shy, so <laughs> I'm not going to do well without my tools. So, but yeah, just just try it. Um, definitely, um, you know, just get more experience with with aluminum. There is a point where aluminum, like some of the Ford aluminum, is very tough. It starts to split like underneath the clear. So there are limitations. Um, you know, they, I think that, I mean, Audi does, I mean, and that's, they do, but they don't do it. You could still move more metal before it splits. And so the four just seems like by the time it starts to move, it starts to split. So you kind of, that whole sharp tip is actually, uh, you got to watch yourself. You got to focus. That's not, it's not yeah. something on aluminum. That's not something you jump on the phone and just lollygag around. I mean, Dave, you were doing hoods. Excuse me, guys. Dave, you were doing hoods. I don't know, maybe what two hours, and all of a sudden you jump on an aluminum hood, and it's four and a half hours. Yeah, that, yeah, it took me a long time. Yeah, so just to get just get access and stuff like that. But yeah. uh, so he's asking if we use the sharp tip tool all the way through, and yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, they're yeah, yeah. Maybe, like I said, maybe a little tape on them, just give it a little bit of a blunt um, tip. But it don't. I try to, to use through. the least amount of tools as possible. I think. Yeah. That's how the fast guys use it. I try to keep one in my hands, you know? Mm -hmm. So. We got something about the Matrix. Are you writing any on standard or especially Matrix? Kent, most of our stuff, I would say about 75% of our stuff is on standard. Yeah. Um, And then we have 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 no issues with that. Unless they're a direct repair. Right. That's the kind of only reason why they want. I mean, they pretty much signed the deal. We're we're signing the deal to do the job. So we got to play. Play by, by their, rule. their rules. Yeah. Um, but there's there's different ways. So if you understand each insurance company and what they will allow, you you can... Because I leave a little bit of stuff off the estimate just because it doesn't make sense. I'm not trying to nickel-dime the insurance company. And so some of these insurance companies, they kind of force you to nickel-dime it or they're just used to text nickel and diming them. So they have a low number and then... You know, you get the markup for extra large, ve- you know, um, tall vehicle. And then you get the markup for rib roof. And it's like now you have to start putting all of those things on there instead of just one. So what does he say? He says, wrote a Porsche on specialty on Friday. We'll see if you get approved and how much you push back. I get. Kent, what insurance company did you write for? And I know you're in a different state, so it could be could vary. And then it's the reputation reputation that you, I mean, most of the insurance guys know me. They know I'm a not do a supplement, even if I break something. And so they just know when I write the estimate, that's it. Just approve it. And I'm going to have that car out in 36 hours or less. Yeah. So let's get it done. Let's get it done. So they love that aspect of it. And, uh, you know. So it was from MetLife, so I know nothing about MetLife. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Ken. I was gonna try to give some type of insight, but sorry, <laughs> can't help you there. 
Dead Center Towers work great on aluminum. Yeah, I love the Dead Center tabs. If you guys don't have the Dead Center tabs, you guys have to get them. I think they were out of stock when I tried to order them. Um, but Kiko nailed it with those Dead Center yeah, tabs. I agree. So um, I don't get the super, super small one, but the step above that, the step larger than, larger than that, up until about a dime size, those things are money. Yeah. I and they, they said no slide hammer, but I use it all the time with a slide hammer. I don't care. That's <laughs> that's what works. I love the slide hammer over a menu lifter, though. So that's yeah. just me. I agree. So I like the panel, the flex. <laughs> you know, certain, certain, certain stamps. Anyway, are you ready to go? That's it? I think that's it. Good. That's it, guys. Hey, I want to welcome everybody. Well, welcome. <laughs> I want to thank everybody for joining us on tonight's show. I want to thank our sponsors, Mobile Tech RX. Blim Tools and Dent Craft. Dave, go ahead and send the outro because obviously I can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in as well. You guys can also uh, check us out on our podcast, uh, Google Play, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, stuff like that. Uh, don't forget, uh, if you guys missed, we also have a giveaway going on. So check in the description below. Enter in for that. We'll be announcing that, and I think, uh, in two weeks. Uh, so check for that. So. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you on the next one. Peace.